Welcome back to another playoff edition of Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blonder, this is Abe Lovich, and today we will be talking about the results of round two, the leading scores so far, and our predictions for the conference finals. But before we get into that, remember to follow us on Instagram at Twigs on the Rocks. All right, first series, Boston versus Tampa. I had Boston winning in seven. I had Boston winning in six. Getting into the series, the Bruins won the first game, but then Tampa struck, 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 and struck again, winning the next four games. Leo, what do you think? Okay. Before you get into this, right, like, I'm not saying that, like, okay, like, the Bruins were the worst team, but the schedule makers screwed us over. Oh, my God. You, why? I don't understand the point of having two back-to-backs in a series, right? So, game two and three are back-to-back, and if Boston won – um. One of the other games, games six and seven are back-to-back. That literally makes no sense. Why do you have back-to-backs in the playoffs, right? Okay, so it makes sense for round one because there's a lot of teams and there's only one ring, right? But for round two, right, all you got to do, right, because um, there's two series per ring. So you can just alternate days. But I don't understand why they cannot alternate days in the playoffs when you clearly can do that. Like, it does not make any sense on why you can't do that. Okay, on top of them screwing us over, right? And, you know, you might be thinking, well, you know, it happens for every team, right? Yeah, you're right, that does. But not every team has a 35-year-old goalie because their starting goalie, which I have mad respect for Tuka Rask for leaving because his daughter had a medical emergency, like, respect there. But, like, the Lightning have Andre Vasilevsky, who's 26 and in his athletic prime. Like, that's so dumb. Like, why would they even do it? There's no point. There's no point in doing it. <sighs> All right, whatever. Getting into that. So, the Bruins win game one, right? Yeah, that's good. Game yeah. two, they lose in overtime. Oh, whatever. You know, maybe they can recover game three. Oh, wait. No, they can't because it's a back-to-back, right? They get absolutely killed 7-1. to one. Like, I am a diehard Bruins fan. I watch every second of every game that I possibly could, and I had to shut this game off after two periods. It was 6-1. to one. They had to put Dan Vladar in. No disrespect to Dan Vladar. I love my man Dan right there. But he should not be playing in an NHL playoff game. Like, oh, not ready. Like, in the future, he'll be good. But right now, uh-uh. No. <sighs> Game four, Tampa won. You know, they, they outplayed the Bruins. I don't really have that much complaints because they had two days off, right? Like, I don't understand why they can't move the game, game three, which, you know, was a back-to-back to the day later because they had two days off. Actually, I do know why. Well, it was because of Jacob Blake, so it makes sense. It makes sense. Like, like respect, you know, respect, you know. But um, I respect what the NHL did. But, like, I just don't understand – why they have back-to-backs and then oh, game five ruins lost in overtime not even normal overtime double overtime oh my god it was so frustrating because they outplayed them that whole game too and they lost just victor Hedman wrist shot through a screen went six hole on yarrow halak so disappointing even if the ruins did win that they were gonna lose uh maybe they do that maybe they do win game six but they can't win game seven because it's a back-to-back and they have a 35 year old goalie who can't like who he just can't like do that like no respect to Halak but he's thirty five and Vasilevsky's twenty six. All right, my bad, AB. <laughs> Keep going. It's okay. Um, well, you you made some very good points, and I, as another diehard Bruins fan, I feel your pain. I also turned off the game when they were down six one. I hate to admit it, but I also did that. Like it was sad to watch, especially with an aging core, but. They played really well in Game Five, but lost. But you have to give a lot of credit to, in that whole series to Vasilevsky. 
He stopped so much perfect opportunities by the Boston top line. They set up these amazing plays, and Vassy just took it down segment by segment. It was impressive. Got to admit, it was impressive. He is very good. Um, there's a reason that he is a Vesna candidate this season. Originally, the Tampa power play had some trouble getting started, but when they moved Kucherov, who is one of the best goal scorers in the league, to his natural side, right? So he's um, – so it's like the side that his handiness is. Uh, the power play went really well. He's naturally a lefty, and so normally they put him on the right side to one-time it, like Pasta. He's a righty. He'll play on the left side to one-time it in. But he played on the left side, gave him an option to shoot and pass, really confused the Boston penalty killers. So, yeah, I mean, props to Tampa, but so frustrating. And they also had two overtime wins. Like, ugh. Whew. All right, whatever. Yeah, well, speaking of the Boston defense, I'm just going to say, where did they go? They just, they just got up and left. Not, not actually. No one actually got up and left. But they just weren't playing how they were playing. And even when Kucherov got injured, the Boston defense just – they seemed to, like, let their guard down, and they got, got taken advantage for it. It was not a pretty sight. But yeah. one more thing. Okay. The Bruins played with seven defensemen, right? No, 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 six. They played with seven defensemen in the game they lost – Seven to one. There should be no excuses for having seven defensemen and losing seven to one, right? They're like, oh, okay, maybe maybe a defenseman gets injured. No, they had seven defensemen and they sucked. They were so bad. It was insane. Oh my god. So yeah. Yeah. Well, they were going against a, such a strong-headed team like Tampa, and I like I hate to see them go down like that, but. Apparently, Zdeno Chara said that he wants to re-sign with Boston and try again for the Cup next year. So hopefully, they'll their aging core will keep going, playing at this top level. That's great news. I love Chara, but Krug does not look like he's coming back. Well, um, hopefully he does, but he's their best offensive defenseman. He plays power play one. He's the only defenseman on that power play. Honestly, next year they might go five forwards. Maybe they put Grizzlick on that power play instead of him but huge loss if they can't re-sign him. But I could see him going elsewhere. I honestly can't really see him on the Bruins. Yeah, and also during each game, I noticed that it was very much a dump and chase game strategies on both teams. And it was very much end-to-end hockey with long drives going both ways. And it was, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch, just not fun to see the result. Oh, very so. disappointing. Yeah, and going into the next series, we have the Islanders versus the Flyers. I had the Islanders in six. I had the Flyers in seven. So, Abe, you know, got that right with the Islands. Good pick, good pick. Yeah. Sawberry trots it. Hard to argue with that man. But, Mm -hmm. well, something I just got a little, I'm not going to say weirded out is the wrong term, but it was strange. The Islanders had a 3-1 to one lead and blew it down to Game 7. But then coming back in Game 7, they just, like, turned back around and won 4 nothing. It was nuts. Yeah, every single series did that um, besides Boston-Tampa. Every team had a 3-1 lead, blew it, but then won in 7. You know, you got to make the rounds a little interesting. So Yeah, definitely playoff hockey at its finest. So exciting. Carter Hart played really well, just not as well as he did against the Canadians. The Islanders, Thomas Grice and Simeon Varlamov. I'm pretty sure Varlamov played all the games, but, you know, 
played really well. Honestly, mad respect to Barry Trotz, getting them into the conference finals. Yeah. And also, around the Islanders, like, forwards and their scoring talent, like, it was very much a well-rounded team where many players got to score, many assists were handed out on the Islanders, especially with Anders Lee and J.G. Pajot, like, really leading that charge. But it was, it was fun to watch, and even though the Flyers were such a strong team, but once again, it went to Game 7. Yeah, adding on to that, the Flyers in Game 5 and 6 um, won in overtime, so that was pretty cool. The Islanders had three chances to close them out. They closed them out in the third chance. But, yeah, they uh, all the Flyers did, they worked so hard to win Game 5 and 6 in overtime just to lose in Game 7. What a letdown, but kind of funny, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, and adding on to that, every time the Islanders won, it was by two or more goals except for game four. And then every time the Flyers won, it was in overtime or by one goal, which was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Solid series. But moving on to the Knights versus the Canucks, the Golden Knights won in seven. I had the Canucks winning in seven. I had the Knights in seven, but it was, I got a little lucky there. You know, again, Golden Knights up 3-1, like another series with a team up 3-1. Almost blew it, but held on. Story of the series, though, Thatcher Demko, so good. Oh, my God. He is oh, beyond amazing. Like, he has a very, very bright future in this league. It's actually insane how well he played. I think he had around, like, a .06 goals against average, which is insane, right? And three games, he literally carried them. He single-handedly carried them to that game seven in which he played really, really well. It's just they kind of burned out and the, um, the Canucks were running on fumes. Yeah, and even though Demko, holy, wow, he was amazing. But you got to give a lot of Vegas's win credit to Robin Lerner. He stepped up in those games. Thatcher Demko stepped up. He matched him and had three shutouts in that series. Three shutouts, which was insane. It was an amazing goalie battle between, all, between both of these teams. Especially in Game 7, everyone's saying, oh, you've got to start Flurry over Leonard, you know? Because back-to-backs, both very good goalies, Flurry lives for these moments. You know, he's a Hall of Famer. But they, actually, they started Leonard. Um, I'm sure Flurry was not happy about that. He wants to get I'm, There's no chance he's staying on this team next year. But anyways... Uh, I'm sure Leonard was happy about that, starting a back-to-back Game 7 nonetheless. Got the shutout, got the win, moving on, you know? Love yeah, and in the conference finals, I could see Flurry getting a lot more starts to even it out with Lerner looking a little bit more tired after playing so hard during that series. But moving on to the, our final series of Round 2, it was the Colorado Avalanche versus the Dallas Stars. I had the Avalanche in six. I had the Stars in seven. I was actually right about that. I went one for four with teams getting them right. Um, that's okay. You know, I got this one and the amount of games. The Stars are up 3-1 again. Almost blew it again, but held on again. They exercised their game seven overtime demons in round two from last year after losing to the Blues in double overtime, I believe. Uh, just to lose. So disappointing. But this year, they did win in game seven in overtime nonetheless. So good job for them. Yeah, and the like skill wise of like just watching those games, it was pretty close. Both had so much talent on both of their teams, but 
And like each, but each game was won for both teams was won by two or more, except for game seven, which as we said, double overtime. Yeah. And going back to last episode, I did say how I think the abs would lose because like they can't win close. Like it was the same problem with the lightning last year. They're so good that they don't know how to win close games because they've never been in those scenarios before. And when they would win, they would blow them out, right? They scored five goals in the first period in game five, I believe. But when I, when it came down to the end, they cannot win. Especially they had Michael Hutchinson playing the last couple games because Grubauer and Francois uh, were injured. They were deemed unable to play. Um, yeah, Kale McCarr, though, had a terrible giveaway in game four, giving the puck to Dennis Gurionov right in front of him at the score they lost that game. That was nice. Game seven yeah. overtime winner not was by Yoel Kuviranta. So good. I mean, the only reason he was in this game is because another Stars player was injured, and he scored a hat trick in this game. What a what an amazing experience by this kid. Mad respect. Oh my god. Yeah, he and he's also had many goals during the series in addition to this OT winner, like on top of his hat trick and. He played amazing. The Stars had a ton of young talent. <laughs> These are the only goals you've scored this playoffs. Oh, oh, I, oh. I think you're thinking of Guryanov, yeah. I you am. Know. I am thinking of Guryanov. You are very right. I was going to make a point about Kale McCarr. I, would, I was going to argue that Kale McCarr basically gave away the series there because it went to seven and he gave away game four. And if the Avs won game four, they would have won the series. So I'm not saying I pinned the entire series on Kale McCarr's shoulders, because obviously that's just not how it works. No, whole series cannot be defined by one player. But if you had to pick a moment, I would pick that moment. It was sad, but a little comedic. But uh, 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 I kind of, I mean, like, not really. He played so well that whole game, just to have one terrible, fatal mistake. And if they won, it wouldn't have really mattered, right? Like, uh, in round one, game two, or game three, I'm pretty sure. Bruins versus Hurricanes. Halak literally just gave him a goal, but no one cares because the Bruins won, so it was chill. Yeah. All right. Moving because on. The star, because the Stars won that game, it's why I would argue that. And yeah. well, because Game Seven, their goal, uh, the like the defense broke down. They kind of just let Yoel Kubi Renta just kind of drift in and one time it in. So That's true. yeah, I guess. I guess. That's true. Also, Anton Kudobin, he, Dobby is. Played so well throughout the series, really stepping up and going from a backup. Basically, I'd argue he's the starter at this point over Bishop because Bishop has just not seen the games played, and it's been fun. Hudobin's yeah. amazing. I love watching Hudobin, especially with his days back in Boston. I loved him there. Ooh, I love wow. him now. Yes, he is amazing. All right, this time, for real, we're moving on to the stats. And... In first place, with 10 goals, we have Bo Horvat. <laughs> Second place, we have a tie between Nathan McKinnon and Nazem Kadri. Kadri has six power play goals. It's insane. Yeah, ton of goals. Assists, McKinnon and Haskinen, both with 16, tied at one. And at number three, Josh Bailey with 15. You know, Islanders are playing really well. Big part of that is Josh Bailey. And for the points, McKinnon at 25 at number one. And Rantanen Haskinen at tied for second with 21. So big gap there. McKinnon's going to be taken over by Haskinen, I would assume, because, you know, he's still playing and McKinnon's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With 
And especially with like Bo Horvat's going to be overtaken in goals, even though the top three of them is Bo Horvat, Nathan McKinnon, and Nazim Kadri, all been eliminated. So we'll see who takes over. But moving on to our predictions for the conference finals. The first matchup we have is the Islanders versus the Lightning. I personally have the Lightning in seven. As I said last episode, whoever wins the series, Lightning versus Boston, is going to get their stride and they're going to win the cup. I'm, I have to go with Lightning here. I personally agree with you. Uh, we both said that the winner of that series was going to win the Stanley Cup and the Lightning won, so therefore, I think the Lightning are going to win the Stanley Cup. Vasilevsky is playing really, really, really well, and if he somehow gets injured, Curtis McElhaney is a solid backup, you know? Uh, their forwards and defense all playing extremely well. I honestly cannot see them losing to an Islanders team riding momentum, not really their star players, like Barzell, uh, Bailey, Lee, they're all great, but I personally cannot see them overpowering the Tampa Bay Lightning, especially after, you know, how mad they were getting swept last year. This is like Virginia and March Madness. They got, they lost the 16th seed and then won the tournament next year. I think the Lightning are going to win. Their, their success story is just too, too good at this point. Yeah, but there is a case for the Islanders as I have the Lightning in seven games because they are with the Islanders, they are so well rounded, and literally anyone on their team will get the puck and score. Uh, again, with Barry Trotz leading, he has definitely shown on his team anyone can score, and they still have stars that could prove it. And with a strong defense and good goalies, they're I think they're going to put it to seven games. But like you said, the Lightning are just overpowered at this point. Yeah, I cannot think Varlamov can outperform Andre Vasilevsky. But the Islanders are still a very capable team. There's a reason they're in the conference finals, you know? Exactly. This time, for real, moving on, we have the Stars versus the Golden Knights. Um, I have the Knights in five. Very, very good. Very good goaltending tandem. You know, their offense is great with Pacioretty, Stone. They really have the full package there in the Golden Knights. Yeah. Earlier in round two, I was thinking if the Knights win the series, they're going to win the conference finals especially against either Avalanche or Dallas. But now after watching Dallas playing Avalanche, I'm going to have to go with the Stars. In seven, though, it's going to be close because these teams are definitely close because the Stars have way too much physical offensive power on their team. They got Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, Rupe Hintz, and I'm not going to go on and say every player that, that has scored many goals on their team because that's just going to bore you guys. But they have so much offensive power. And Kudobin and Ben Bishop are star goalies that they're not as good as Leonard and Flurry, but they could easily match them in my, in my prediction. They, they can match up and, and enough for the Stars' defense to take down the Knights' offense. I see you. I see you. 2-7 game. You're predicting 2-7 game series. Uh, I kind of wish that happened. It'd be really entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Damn but so I have a five-game series and six-game series. The Stanley Cup final is going to be really entertaining. Um, any of these four teams that play in it, just going to be really fun to watch. So, yeah. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blonner. We are Twigs on the Rocks, and have a great night.